This is Hungry Gen Podcast, and I just want to thank you for joining us today. Here at HG, our vision is to see thousands saved locally and millions globally. We hope you enjoy this week's message. Today I want to talk to you about a, uh, a key to a blessed life. Key to a blessed life. Um, you know, blessed life is a life, uh, it's not, to, to, to have a blessed life, to live a blessed life is not something mysterious, something kind of a pie in the sky. It's not something uh, not measurable, not tangible. It's measurable, it's tangible. And it's a, uh, it's a principle that if we embrace and we understand and we walk out that principle of God that we will live a life of blessing. Now a life of blessing can mean many different things to every person. A life of blessing for one could be being blessed in the, in the area of finances, maybe in the area of family, maybe in the area of health. Uh, a blessed life, uh, it's, a, it's a, for every person that means different. And that should mean differently because we are differently made in the image of God. We are all unique in the image. Uh, we are all uniquely made in the image of God. And God has different purpose for us and His will for us is different for each and one of us. Amen. So therefore definition of a blessed life will mean differently for each and one of us. Amen. But there is a principle of God to live a blessed life that will apply generally to all of us. And I want to go with you to Deuteronomy chapter 28 verses 1 and 2. And I want us to look at that scripture. And, it's, and it says this in uh, New King James Version. Now it shall come to pass if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God. To observe carefully all His commandments which I command you today. That the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth and next 12 verses they next 12 verses they describe all the blessings that the Lord will send upon you which is amazing even if a quarter of them will come to pass so God speaks to the nation of Israel and he says listen I want to bless you my desire is to bless you my desire is for you to have a blessed life high life a life of, of, of purpose and meaning but this these are my conditions and first two verses is a condition or prerequisite for the next 12 verses of blessings to come and one of the things that we see here is that Obedience to God's voice is what creates a blessed life. Not hearing God's voice, not reading God's word, but it's the obedience, it's the act upon His word, act upon His voice that begins to create a life of blessing. It begins to guide your life and to keep you in the will of God. Obedience to God's voice keeps you in His will. And protection and provision is in His will. Protection and provision is in the will of God. When you walk in the will of God, when you walk in the will of God, God will supply 
all your needs according to His riches and glory. When you walk in the will of God, God's protection will be over your life. Oftentimes we get in trouble in our life. Oftentimes we experience even attacks. Oftentimes uh, the reason why we experience even certain losses in life, it's because we stepped out of the will of God or we're living outside of the will of God. And if we hear His voice, we obey His voice, we quickly get into the will of God, the purpose of God in our life. And in His purpose, uh, in, in His uh, will, there is purpose, there is protection and provision. Amen? In Genesis chapter 6 verse 22 it says this, Noah did this, he did all that God commanded him. Alright? Now, what was Noah's job? Noah's job was simple and it is complicated at the same time. Noah's job was to look out for his household family. Yeah, by this God gave him wisdom to build an ark. But Noah's job was to take care of his family and build a shelter for his family. You know, the will of God and purpose of God, oftentimes we overcomplicate it. We sometimes think that the will and purpose of God is something mysterious, something or something great and unattainable or something visible on a platform somewhere as an influencer, somewhere as a star, as a politician, somewhere as a preacher, prophet, apostle. But Noah's job was literally to take care of it. The will of God for Noah was literally to preserve and take care of his family. Sometimes we go through different seasons in life and different things we come across in life. Uh, and, and different um, uh, seasons, I would say, that we go through life. And we got to be sensitive to God's voice and God's leading. What is the season I'm in and what does God wants me to do in this season? Sometimes the season you are in is simply to take care of your family. And to do what all that God has commanded you to do with your children. All that God has commanded you to do with your career, with your studies. Sometimes we uh, mystify the will of God or we make it so big and great and so grand that someday we'll get there. We neglect the season we're in and we forget that sometimes the will of God for you right now is to finish your schools. Is to start a business or to take care of the business, to manage it well. Maybe it is to do what God called you to do in the ministry. Maybe it is to just be a stay-at-home mom and raise your children for the Lord. This is the will of God for your season. It might change in 15 years from now, but this is the season and this is the will of God. And we're in the will of God. There is a provision of God and protection. But when we listen to the culture says, no, 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 you know, feminist movement is you have to go and work and provide this and that. And listen, if God called you to do, be there. But if God called you to be home and to take care of your children, to take care of your household, or to work and provide for your family, whatever that is, there's going to be provision and protection of God for that season. In Genesis chapter 9 verse 1 says, And God blessed Noah and his sons. Be fruitful and multiply. Why did he bless him? Well, because we read in chapter 6 verse 22 of Genesis, is Noah did all that God commanded. Amen? So our, our goal is to know the will of God for our lives today, now, in this season. And uh, to know the will of God, you need to learn how to hear God. And today, I want to just give you six things 
on how to hear God's voice. Because as we read in the scripture, there is the way I see there is these two contingencies that the Lord gives here. He says that you diligently obey my voice and carefully observe the commandments, the two things. To obey the voice of God and do His commandments. First thing I want you to understand and, and um, remember and know is that you can hear God. You have an ability to hear God. Say with me, I am able to hear God. Come on, say with me like you believe it. I am able to hear God. Bible says in chapter 10 verse 27, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. In Romans chapter 8 14 says this, for all who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. So if you are a born again, if you're a believer, if you are, uh, if you've given your life to Jesus, Holy Spirit now lives inside of you. He lives in your spirit. You have an ability to hear God. You don't need to be a preacher, a prophet. You don't need to be some way, someone hyper spiritual. All you need to be is born again. If you are born again, you are able to hear God. So that's a foundation. So that, because oftentimes when you're beginning to learn how to hear God, one of the first things that Satan attacks is that, well, how do you know you heard from God? What if you don't hear from God? Maybe you're not spiritual. Maybe you are, uh, I don't know, you're, uh, you know, you need to pray more. You need to fast more. None of those things add to your ability to hear God. This, you are the son and daughter of God and you're able to hear God. Period. Amen. Number two, I would say, for you to develop the ability to hear God is you got to prioritize your alone time with God. You got to prioritize your alone time with God. When you spend time with God, when you spend time behind closed doors with God, He will be, he, he, well, He always speaks. But when you prioritize alone time with God, you actually have a chance and, and, and time to focus yourself, to get rid of distraction, and to, I don't know, those of you that maybe remember old radios, uh, I'm old enough to remember them when you had a tuner and you had to dial in. And sometimes, you know, you're kind of getting close and you, you know, you're, you can hear something coming through, but lots of static. And then you just, just a little dial, just tiny bit touch and get your right hearing crisp and clear, right? That's what the long time does with God is that you're able to dial out all the distraction, all the static, all the noise and you get the chance actually just to sit in the presence of God, to enjoy His presence and to actually open yourself up to hear God. And so prioritize your time with God. I remember, um, I've shared this story many times, I'm just quickly going to remind is that one Monday morning I was I was praying and one of the things that I had on my heart was uh, I wanted to buy a land to build my own house and we were kind of already starting saving up a little bit but we didn't have enough I just something that I carried and it was part of my prayer uh, really honestly I didn't even pray about it that much or or, or at all uh, just I had a desire in my heart and was looking to buy a land and one particular moment I, as I was praying actually for something else completely, spending time with God, I heard the Lord hear to me, uh, speak to me clearly about that particular, particular uh, plot of land 
to find who owns it, to give an offer and to buy it. Now, first of all, I was looking for one part small, maybe half an acre most part of a uh, plot of land. The one that the Lord pointed out in prayer was uh, 26 times of that. And I'm like, well, I mean, first of all, I would love to, but I can't afford it and I don't need it that big. And so, um, and then for next three days in my prayer time, the Lord kept nudging. And so I said, Lord, okay, I mean, it's crazy, ridiculous. I can't afford it. But just because you said it, I'm going to do it. I found who, who owns the land, tried to contact them, gave an offer. Long story short, a lot of trials and tribulations and a lot of, a lot of walking by faith. But three years later, I built a house on one of the lots and was able to sell the 14 other lots that were, uh, that were developed on there. But when it happened, it happened in the private time with the Lord. It happened when I was dialed in and listening to the Lord. Even though it sounded outrageous in that moment. But sometimes that's how it is. Is the Lord requires faith to act upon His voice. Amen. Number three is be filled with, with God's Word and you will get familiar with His voice. Be filled with God's Word. You get familiar with, with God's voice. Oftentimes we're so focused on, on, on hearing God and, and listening to God and it's good. But we neglect the written word of God, the written voice of God. And, uh, and, 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 and we, uh, we get lost in the voices. What helps us to tune in and to hear God clear is the word of God. The word of God is that dial that determines where, you know... Um, on the radio station, you have these marks where the radio stations are, right? Okay, that's what the Word of God, it, it, it marks up in which frequencies and where God speaks. So to make sure that you know you're hearing God's voice. The second part is that as we read here, is that to, be, to carefully to observe all my commandments. Written Word of God contains principles of God. And principles of God, when we act upon the principles of God, on the written Word of God, we're able to make wise decisions. We're able to make wise choices. We're able to act upon those principles and in return, we get blessed life. And so it's important that we fill ourselves with the Word of God. Word of God will help us to clear out the extra noise, the things that are not from God. Word of God will teach us and will get us familiar with the voice of God. So when we do and act upon His Word, and now we have this clear distinction of His voice, how He speaks and, how he, and what He speaks, and then we are able to, with confidence, act upon it. Okay? Number four is... I want to get down to even more practical is that hearing his voice part is pay attention to God's promptings. Pay attention to promptings, to the promptings that God gives you. These are things of what to do. Sometimes you get a prompting from the Lord to go back to school and finish the school. Sometimes you get a prompting for the Lord to go and, and pray for that particular person. 
And when you follow through, when you pray, and then you see the glory of God, you see uh, that person healed, your faith gets built, and you are more confident next time to pray and, and, and uh, do what God calls you to do. Sometimes God will tell you, speak to you, like I just shared my situation, is to go and find who's the owner of the land, give an offer, and, and follow, uh, and, and do that. And then the door open, the, the door opens, financial door uh, opens to your life, and God begins to bless you. Sometimes you have to, uh, not sometimes, <laughs> always you have to listen to those promptings, scan them through the light of God's Word and act upon them. Some of you, your life is not moving forward. It's not that the Lord is not speaking to you. Uh, it's that He's speaking to you is that you don't recognize when He speaks or you don't act on it when He speaks. You think, oh, that's just me. Oh, that's just silly me. That's just my imagination. That's why I just, that's because I want this so much, that's why, you know, I keep imagining uh, what's, what's, what's happening. And you don't act on the promptings, therefore, your life is stuck. You're praying for promotion, but you're not going back to school to get better education. You're praying for God to give you more contracts for your business, but you're not out there going uh, on the jobs and bidding out when the Lord prompts you to do that. Or when you need to do that. And so, there are, you know, when Lord prompts you, when there comes a prompting, you act on it. For example, some time ago when I was praying and seeking the Lord, I strongly felt in my spirit to start studying uh, human anatomy uh, and, and body parts. And I'm like, well, it's a little bit of silly. Like, why, why do I need to know uh, what, you know, what to, why do I need to know human anatomy? And then just like, I felt like that the Lord's going to be using me in that area, in the area of healing, the word of knowledge. And so I need to sharpen that. And I was like, well, no, I did buy a book. I did buy, I did flip through a few pages, but honestly, I just kind of left it to the side. And from time to time, I'll have this promptings to go back to it and, 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 and study it and learn human anatomy, learn about the body parts and, and, and various sicknesses and diseases. But I kind of honestly left it to the side for a while. And when the Lord began to use me more in the word of knowledge and, 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 and in the ministry, I begin to see something what the Lord begins to uh, point it out who he wants to heal or what body part but I have no idea at it and so what I'm gonna what I do oftentimes even till now I'm like in this general area <laughs> the Lord wants to heal you okay and it's Thank God for God's grace and, and people's faith. The Lord still does what He does uh, and, and people get healed. But imagine how much more if that I develop these things and I've learned it, I have archived it in my mind so that the Holy Spirit now can pluck it and use it as a, and, and be specific how much more it boosts the faith of people to receive that healing. And so promptings of what to do. And um, one of the, you saw the, the lady with arthritis when she came out and the first thing she, she came out, I mean, it was sort of obvious because she was on the crutches, but I said, there's arthritis in your knees when I pray. And she's like, yes, there's arthritis in my knees. And so as you saw that, that uh, she testified that she was completely healed. There's another lady that came out and, and she came out for deliverance. And to the word of knowledge, she said, what's happening with your left side, your leg and your arm? And she's like, nothing. I was like, well, I'm seeing there's a damaged disc and, and it's out of place and it's shooting up pain and it goes through. She's like, oh, yes, yes, yes. And my shoulder's hurting. I'm like, your whole left side. She's like, yes, it goes numb and it's hurting. And the, the, the interesting thing is that when I laid my back on 
her, like I knew where which part it was as the Lord showed me with the disc is I literally felt it pop back in place and she was like she was so surprised <laughs> she was she didn't even ask for any deliverance prayer she was like testing she's like what's happening she's literally asking what's happening I don't know I don't know you tell me what's happening and so um it was it was amazing but that's what happens when the Lord prompts you we gotta do those things even though sometimes they look silly because you never know what the Lord will do with it and the doors that He will open for you with it. Amen. Number five is pay attention to your tensions. These are the things is these are the things is of what not to do. If prompting is for us to to do something to act upon it Tensions, oftentimes the Lord uses the tensions like, you know, sometimes if you say like, I just don't feel it right in my gut. Like, I just don't feel it right in my spirit. I just don't feel this person has the best intentions. I just don't feel like I should be around these people. I just don't feel like this is good. Like those tensions and oftentimes logically for us, and I made so many mistakes. I made so many uh, business decisions, investment decisions, because what, what I looked on the surface was good. While I look on the surface and I analyzed it and it looked good, but in my spirit, I did not feel good about it. And when I would come and talk to my wife about it, she says, I don't know much about business, but it doesn't feel right. And of course, I'd say, well, you know, we can feel all kinds of things. Uh, logically, it makes sense. And I would go make that investment. I would start that business. And of course, it would fail. These are the things. Pay attention to your tensions. Sometimes you, you know, your biological clock is ticking and you want to get together with somebody and, and that somebody comes around and in your spirit you don't feel right about it. But of course, you know, you're single and desperate and time is ticking. You got to do something about it. You know, the Lord will make it right. Okay. <laughs> but in your spirit, you, you, the Lord is, is giving you the attention to listen. This is not okay. This is not right. You gotta pay attention to that to that tension, or maybe you're with a group of people, uh, or 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 you're maybe made up your mind on something that completely makes sense to you, but in your spirit you're not settled. There's a tension. Pay attention to those things. It might be that the Lord is guiding you what route, what way, not to take. Amen. I remember this one particular uh, when I was. Uh, there's this particular business in South Africa that they were doing, that we were doing, and my wife uh, asked me to show the business partner that I'm with, uh, partnering uh, business partners that I'm partnering with, and I start showing her the pictures, and she pointed to this guy and he said, "Don't do business with him. I don't feel right about him." And uh, guess what? A year and a half later, this guy pretty much destroys all the business and 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 dupes everybody. And so you gotta pay attention to this sort of tensions that you get in your spirit and the last one six one there's there's few more but that's uh we're gonna talk about later but the last one is uh pay attention to the prophetic words and act on them and the scripture is second chronicles 2020 believe in the lord your god and you will be able to stand firm believe in his prophets and you will succeed so i want to encourage you today to learn to listen to god's voice learn to hear His voice through these various avenues that you have available. Some of them that we went through today. There's other avenues that God can speak through dreams and, and, and visions and other things. But that's for another time. But at, on a very basic level, this is enough for you to position yourself in the will of God. 
and to live a blessed life in Jesus' name. Amen, church. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. If you are blessed by this message, be sure to subscribe and send it to someone. And don't forget, you can always share it on your social stories. Stay connected with us on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. For more information on internship, prayer line, conferences, and other resources, go to HungryGen.com. Remember, better is not good enough. The best is yet to come.